I'm a big believer that everyone has a story and that their story has power. I'm also a big believer in providing people the opportunity and the platform to share their story. I'm excited for you guys to listen to the first interview of 2021 coming up next. Welcome to the Mission Driven Podcast, a show designed to empower, educate, and encourage you to stay focused and committed to your mission. I'm your host, AC Cristales. Let's get ready to roll. Welcome to Mission Driven with AC Cristales. Today, I have the honor of interviewing an individual who is on the leadership team at the Man of Nehemiah, a Christian nonprofit located in South Dallas, designed to rebuild the lives of men and families that have been torn apart by substance abuse homelessness, crime, and violence. He is also the co-founder of Peculiar People, a Christian hip-hop collaborative and advocate for substance abuse awareness. Without further ado, allow me to introduce to you the first interview of 2021 on Mission Driven, Rand Scott Carlson. What's going on, brother? What's going on, man? Thank you for having me, man. It's, It's an honor and a privilege, man grateful to be here well, i appreciate you man just being willing to share a bit of your story man it's been a it's been a couple of years since i last saw you man i'm i'm, I'm trying to think when it was the last time i saw you so just a little bit of background information for the listeners rand is my family man rand is my yeah. family you know he's he's my cousin and so i think it was at a crystallis <laughs> christmas party man probably about five six seven that. years ago man Something like that. That's bro. probably it. That's yeah. probably it, man. Awesome. I was a, I was I was a, a different person back then, but yes, it most likely was a, a, a Christmas event. Yep. Exactly. You know those Cristalis Christmas parties, man. But yeah, oh, bro. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, I remember meeting you when when we were both uh, little kids, man. You know, obviously, I'm a couple of years older than you, man. So it's just crazy how life just comes back full circle, man. So it's good. To, oh yeah. Good to be talking to you, man. And like I said, just good. Uh, to just hear your story, man. I know that it's going to bless people. I know that it's going to help people out, man. But before we get started, man, I just kind of want to break the ice with you, man. So I'm going to put you on the hot seat. All right. I'm going to ask you 30 okay. seconds worth of questions and you just give me the first answer that comes to mind. All right. Ready? All right. <laughs> They're not hard, bro. I promise you. All right, man. So let me go ahead and set the timer up. And here we go, man. Starting now. All right. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Favorite movie? Mm, karate Kid. Best concert you've ever been to? Rage Against the Machine. One place you want to travel to? Mm, Columbia. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> Jordan or LeBron? Oh, Jordan. Come on. There we go, baby. There we go. Summer or winter? Summer. Pizza or tacos? Tacos. All right, brother. And that's it. There's a timer going off right there. You see, there we go, man. It's, hey, man, you you touched my heart, man. You said Karate Kid and Colombia, bro, and yeah. Jordan, man. Heck yeah, bro. <laughs> We're off to a good start. It's, yeah, it's, only, it's, it's only downhill from here. Heck yeah, man. All right, brother. So, That's hey, cool. man, why don't you just start by giving the listeners a bit of information about yourself, man, just a bit of, of your background, you know, where you grew up, your family, and we'll just go from there, brother. Cool, man. So uh, my name is Rand. Um, I always like to tell people that I'm a grateful recovering addict, uh, by the grace of God, I got three years clean and sober. Um, I I work for a Christian, uh, nonprofit, like you mentioned, uh, the men of Nehemiah, where we help guys, um, dealing with substance abuse issues, homelessness, multiple incarcerations. You know, we take them, we disciple them, uh, for about nine months to a year. And we just kind of, we get them set up, uh, for success, and um, I actually, I graduated from the program 
2018. Okay. Um, you know, I'll just kind of rewind a little bit. I grew up uh, in a good in a good home. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, I didn't know my real dad, but uh, you know, I had an awesome stepdad who kind of who stepped in and uh, you know he raised me. Yeah. And he he raised me like his own. And you know, I don't I don't call him my stepdad. I call him my dad. Uh, his name's Luis. Awesome yeah. dude. You yes, know, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Mi tío Luis. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he, he raised me as his own man. And, 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 but the thing is, is growing up, I always kind of had, you know, I knew that he wasn't my real dad. You know, I kind of had like a, like a father wound type type deal. And I didn't really understand it when I was growing up, but, um, it showed itself as I got older, as I started kind of, as I became a teenager and stuff, I, I began to, um, kind of start running with the wrong crowds, you know, and my dad was, was, he was like the, he was the foundation, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, grades had to be on point, you know, we ate together at the table. And so, uh, as I got older, you know, uh, him and my mom actually ended up getting a divorce. And so that was kind of like my ticket to like do whatever I wanted to do, you know? And so I ended up, I ended up, uh, you know, not going to school. I ended up dropping out. I ended up moving uh, to the other side of the country, man. I ended up moving to Seattle for a while. Yeah, for sure. And, I remember uh, that, man. Yeah. And so, so when I went up there, you know, I didn't have any, you know, I was, I was a teenager on my own in a new state. I thought I was cool. You know, I started running with, with the wrong people. I started really uh, wiling out up there. And so, you know, you fast forward a few years and what started off is, uh, you know, smoking some, smoking some weed, drinking, you know, it progressed. And eventually, um, years later, you know, I was a full blown heroin addict. And so going from, you know, being sheltered, kind of growing up, uh, spoiled, really, I was spoiled growing up and then kind of just wiling out, going to the whole other side of the spectrum becoming a heroin addict you know that led me to uh i mean really it just it led me to prison it led me to just awful choices i lost everything you know what i mean um and so you know uh i i ended up getting out of prison you know my family was supporting me through the whole through the whole deal got out of prison you know i want to say that i went to prison and and, and my life changed and I started to do good, but I didn't, you know, I got out and it was like, I went right back to the same old stuff. And, uh, and so what that did though, was when I kind of, when I got out and I, uh, and I kind of went back into that life, it's like my, the down, the downward progression was so fast, you know, next thing I knew I was, you know, I was homeless. Uh, my family had to show tough love, which really looking back, that was the that was the greatest thing that they ever did for me was to stop enabling me and show me that tough love and so um i was homeless on the streets in pleasant grove okay you know, yeah, I don't, I, that was my question man now at this time you were you were back in in texas yeah after getting out yeah. of prison okay yeah so i actually so i kind of jumped a little bit so it's I, all good. I, <laughs> I was in seattle for a while i had my son uh and when i had my son we moved back to texas and then that's kind of like that's that's when things things kept getting worse you know what i mean i was a functioning addict i was going to work you know take i thought i was taking care of my family you know what i mean i thought as long as i go to work 
as long as I pay the bills, you know, I'm, I'm being a man, you you know what I mean? Yeah. And that was so far from the truth because I was missing the most important part. And that was actually being present, you know, being part of, uh, the family, you know? And so, um, things didn't work out with my kid's mom, you know, rightfully so I was, I was a mess. And so when we split up, that's when I really went downhill. And so that's when I started picking up, you know, criminal charges and stuff, ended up going to jail here and there. And then eventually it was just, you know, I was way out there. I, uh, I caught a charge. I caught, I caught a drug charge. Um, and I went and I went away for a while got out right back to it. You know, I was, I was doing good for about a month. Again, I thought doing good meant getting a job, working, paying my bills, you know? Uh, and, and once again, I had to learn the hard lesson that, you know, that's not what being a man is. That's part of being a man, but that's not, that's not what being a man is. And so, um, got out, went back to it, homeless, uh, in the streets of Pleasant Grove, I was just staying from trap house to trap house. You know, I don't, um, it was, it was, it was a weird experience for me because it was almost like every, you know, every time I'd kind of come up and get myself situated, you know, I would just fall off. And so I couldn't figure out why, um, why I couldn't get my stuff together. You know what I mean? And it was like, over and over and it was just this cycle this cycle this cycle and I couldn't get out of it and so finally like I found myself I was just kind of like roaming the streets like out of my mind you know what I mean and I was just like I was in a place of like brokenness like I was like you know what like I've never been religious I've never been spiritual really if anything I probably would have told you back then that I didn't believe in God you know and uh but I was so like, I was so out of my mind. I was so broken. I was like, you know what? I'll try anything. And so I ended up at the men where I work now. And, um, at first I was just trying to get a couple meals in me, you know, get some of my health back. And my plan was just to jet out of there and get back to it. But, you know, I, it was weird, man. I just kind of, I had a spiritual experience there and I saw other men that were getting ready to leave the program you know, and they would share stories with me about where they were and it was relatable. And so they presented, um, they presented the gospel, they presented, uh, you know, God in a way that I could understand, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I, something inside of me wanted, wanted what they, what they had. And, uh, so I just stuck to it, man. And I had some really good people pour into my life and, and yeah. And so here I am three years later, still clean you know and um yeah i'm just grateful oh man that's awesome man thanks for sharing all that man so i got a couple questions man seattle so you took off to Uh seattle man like what what led you to seattle did you have family out there was was just like you kind of just did like uh coming to america man you you spin the globe and like (laughs) yo it fell on seattle (laughs) no so i had a friend growing up uh you know i you know, our, our era, we used to do the, the, uh, the AOL instant messenger, and oh, yeah, the, yeah. you know, the, the, the Yahoo. You're taking so, it back, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, you know, this was before, you know, Facebook and all that, but I had a friend that I grew up with and he moved to Seattle and we just kept, we kept in touch online. And so, uh, when I started like, you know, when I dropped out of school and stuff, what really, nothing was really popping here for me. 
you know, he's like, hey, why don't you come up for the summer? And so I went up there and I, I stayed with him for a little bit, but then I kind of broke off and did my own thing. All right. All right, man. So, yeah, Seattle, Seattle. All right, brother. Another question, man. So you talked about, you know, just, you know, your family having to be having to show you that tough love, man. You yeah. Know, when they took that stance, how did you what was your initial reaction to that? Well, you know, it wasn't so. It wasn't the first time they showed me tough love, you know, um, the first time they showed me tough, you know, because I had been to jail multiple times. And so the first time they showed me tough love, you know, I kind of was in my feelings about it. You know, I was kind of like, well, you know, I kind of had this sense of entitlement. You know what I mean? I had this sense of like, you know, like you owed it to me, you know, because I, I, I back then I took the victim role. Like, I, I thought I was, I thought I was a victim. Like, woe is me. You know, the reason my life turned out this way is because dot, dot, dot. You know what I mean? Like y'all, y'all had a, y'all played a part in this. And, you know, it wasn't until I did some like, you know, years, you know, a while later after doing some like real, like soul searching, some real work, some journaling and stuff that I started to realize that, man, life happens. You know what I mean? Life, life happens. People make decisions and things happen. And, and if you play the victim, then you're always going to be the victim. And so, but yeah, so the first time tough love, but by the time I got to where I was like homeless in the streets, it was expected, you know, the tough love they showed me this time. I knew they were serious because before it was like tough love. And then I'd kind of start doing better. And then the tough love would go away. You know, but this time it was like, all right, if, if we don't show him tough love, he's going to die. So, um, so yeah, that was, that was my reaction. So that when I, when I went to the men of Nehemiah, um, the tough love was expected. I didn't talk to my family for a while and it wasn't until a few, few months into it that, uh, we finally kind of reconnected and, you know, it, they were kind of apprehensive at first. I think they just wanted to see that what was happening was well, actually happening. Yeah. And was yeah. real, right? Yeah. Cause you right. talked about just falling into that cycle, man. So my question to you, man, and, and working with young people, you know, I've been in education for, for, for 20 years now, man, but in working with young people, you know, it's that cycle. They want to do good and they do good for, you know, a couple of weeks and they go back to the same thing, man. So do you think, you know, you had to get to the point where you finally, you know, really just dealt with that root issue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the root issue, that I'm sure, you know, as the men of Nehemiah presented you the gospel, you know, there was that root issue mm -hmm. that, that drugs couldn't, couldn't handle, you know what I'm saying? They couldn't fix. So you think that was the case? Oh, definitely, man. Drugs, drugs were just the solution to my problem. My problem was actually uh, deeper than that, you know? And so uh, a lot of people think that drugs are the problem, but it's not, it's, 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 it's something like inside of you that you really gotta, that you really gotta find out. And so, People think that, I mean, so, you know, God works in mysterious ways. So some people are able to be like, you know what, I'm done with drugs and, and they're done, Yeah. you know, but for a lot of people, you know, you're done because you're sick of your circumstances. But as soon as your circumstances change, you know, you, you forget about the pain and stuff. So you go right back into, so you got to do, you got to find what, what that void is inside of you you know, that you're trying to fill with all these, you know, it's not just drugs. Like I, my story is drugs, but for some people it's pornography, for some people it's money, for some people it's 
work. You know, you're, you're trying to, you're trying to fill your life with all these things that in the end, you know, they're fleeting. They only, they only last so long. So For sure, man. I like what you just said, man, that, you know, once, you know, sometimes when circumstances are bad, that's when, Oh, now I need to do better. And then when things get better, like, all right, now I can go back to that, man. That, that's so true, man. That's so true, <laughs> yeah. man. That's, that's a lot of people out there that, that believe that, man. So uh, yeah, one more man. thing, man. Uh, you know, you mentioned that these men that were working with you, man, that were pouring into your life, man, that were God sent, you know. And now, you know, looking back on it, I know you can you can say, hey, man, these, these guys were God sent. These men, you mentioned that they had something that you wanted. What was that, man? Freedom, man. Okay. They have freedom, like, you know, and I, I'm a, I'm probably going to say this a few times, but, man, we're just so caught up in, like, this rat race, you know what I mean? Like, some people it's drugs, some people it's money, but it's like we think that, you know, the next best thing or the next thing is going to, like, heal us and make us, you know, free, but, like, true freedom, I believe, comes from from God. It comes from, from Jesus Christ. It comes from, you know, true freedom comes from helping other people. Like, it's not something that you can just, you know, you wake up one day and you have it, you know, it's just like they had that. So I saw them, you know, they weren't, we all mess up. We all have problems, you know, where none of us are perfect, but they had freedom. Like they weren't like, it's hard to explain. They weren't bound by that. You know, because a lot they of people weren't. are bound. You know, they're bound by yes. stuff, man. They're bound by situations. They're bound by circumstances, man. Even people in yes. church, man, you know, they put on a good little facade and they put on the mask, oh, man. but man, they're still bound. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I think that's that's a perfect word, man, that, you know, regardless of circumstances, you're not you're not bound by them, dude. And I, I love what the Apostle Paul said, man. He's like, look, man, I, I know what it is to have and I know what it is to not have. Mm. You know, I've always loved that, man, because it's so true because some <laughs> but people he find, think... But he knows how to find joy in all circumstances. Exactly, yes. man, because some people think, ah, oh, once you become a Christian, it's all good. And it's not. You no, know what I'm saying? man. It's that like could the be, battle gets bigger. That could bigger. be an idol. Yeah, that could be an idol in itself is, is oh, I'm a Christian. Everything's perfect. Uh, well, let me tell you, man, when you're a Christian, you realize how imperfect you are. And so, yeah, man. Awesome, brother. All right, man, so... Mission driven, man. That's the title of this podcast, because I truly believe that everyone, man, everyone has a mission. So now, man, you've been clean for three years, man. And God and congratulations, man. And God continue to bless you on that journey, bro. What do you believe, though, is your life's mission? And how does that connect to what you're currently doing right now, man? You know, you're doing your Christian hip hop, man. You're working at Men of Nehemiah. So your life's mission, man. If somebody was to say, hey, Rand, life's mission, what is it? What would you tell them? Man, it, it would be to 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 bring people hope, man, just, you know, I really do believe that, uh, God will use everything, you know, and I feel like your past is what qualifies you. So everybody has their own, their own thing, you know, but my past qualifies me to speak into the lives of people who are going through what I was going through. And so it's really cool. Like I've never had any professional training in this. I've never had any, like, I've never gone to school for drug counseling or whatever but my past qualifies me to do it. And it's weird because, you know, I went to, I went to school to be, to be a cook. Yeah. You know, I went to, I remember I went to, that dude. Yeah. I yeah. remember that too, bro. <laughs> you know? And so yeah, like, I thought yeah. that's what I was going to do. And it's weird that all these years, right? Like I always made music growing up and it was secular music and I just wanted to fit in. And, and all these years, like I was like doing drugs, like just trying to fit in and, 
and it's weird now that I'm in my thirties, all that stuff that I did when I was young, like that's what qualifies me. Now I have a, now I have a career, you know, in, in what used to be my poison, you know what I mean? And so, so I think, I really do think that my life's mission uh, right now in this season of my life is to help addicts, man, is to help addicts, lead them to Christ, you know, fellowship with them, not from like a, not from like a high horse perspective, but from like a man, I've been there before, you know, I've been there. And, and every day that I stay clean is just a testimony to them. Like, man, you can do it too. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. That's awesome, bro. Well, one of the things that I always remember listening to um, when I heard a sermon was this, man, you can't redeem what you can't relate to, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why Jesus had to come, right? to earth because he couldn't That's redeem it. us unless he could relate to us, man. You know what it is to right, be human, man. man. So, uh, heck yeah, you're qualified, bro. You know, the, the simple fact that you went through all that and, and God brought you out of it, that qualifies you, man, because, you know, you have, the, awesome. you have the ability to reach people that, you know, the pastor, you know, at a, at a mega church could never, you know what I'm saying? Because he can't relate to that person. He can't relate to their plight. He can't relate to their struggle, man. And you can. So that's awesome that you're able to see that, man. So I, I love, love hearing that, bro. Yeah, man. And, you know, that applies that applies to anybody, you know, that applies to not just the person who struggled with drugs. You know, your your struggle might be something else. But I promise you, if you once you become transparent about the issues that you're having, God's going to put people in your life that you can minister to about the same thing, whether it's gambling, whatever you might be doing. I don't know. No doubt, yeah. man. And you know what we all have in common as, as, as individuals, man, as human beings is pain, man. We all experience pain. Your pain may be different, pain, but man. We, all, we all experience it, man. So that's the, the one thing that becomes us, Yeah, that's one thing that, you know, just helps us, be, helps us be relatable. And I love that you use the word transparent, man, because that's what it's all about, man. And that's, man, if anything, with this podcast, with the work that I do, man, I just want to be transparent. Like, look, I don't have it all together. I've made mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even after giving my life to Christ. But through it all, man, God's been faithful. And because of his faithfulness, man, I want to be able to help others, man. So, man, I'm with you, baby. I'm with you right That's there. Awesome, man. man. I love that. I love that. All right, brother. So tell us, man, you kind of you kind of hinted a little bit, man, uh, that, you know, you're doing music back. And so some of your poison is now what, what you're using, you know, now for a greater good, for a greater <laughs> purpose. But what led you to Christian hip hop, man? Exactly. Man, so actually, you know, I was always uh, so I. Uh, middle school and on, I was always making music, man. I, I just kind of loved the 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 self expression of hip hop. You know, I feel like you know poetry. I was always like, I was always writing lyrics, and and you know, I, I wanted to be like, I wanted to be Slim Shady growing up, and so, um, you know, and so what led me to Christian hip hop though is because I realized actually going going through the program at the Men of Nehemiah. So what we do is we we go we go to churches all across North Texas and we just, we worship and we share our testimony. Uh, well, there's this, there's this dude, he's, he's, he's a big part of my life, man. His name's Ty choice. And, uh, I remember we were, I was, I was kind of like new into the program. We were having one of our little worship services, praising God, whatever. I'm not really into it. I'm just kind of going through the motions because I just got there. And then there's a break in, there's a break in the, there's a break in the, in the song. And he busts out and he just starts, he just starts rapping his testimony, man. <laughs> and I was like, wow. I was like, okay, I see, I see it. And so that's kind of like, 
you know, because I was like, nobody there knew that I rapped. And so I was like in secret, just kind of like writing my, writing my little bars here and there. And uh, <laughs> <Stoke>. <laughs> eventually, eventually I was exposed and I ended up rapping to the service and it kind of just, you know, I, I, I fell in love with that, man. I fell in love with being able to express my testimony in song, you know? And so that's what led me to Christian hip hop. And then now, um, you know, I, now that I consider myself a Christian uh, rapper, um, there's so many talented artists out there that just, I listen to and I'm like, wow, you know, because it's more than just, it's more than just, uh, you know, Christian rap. Like yeah. you, you can make music, your, 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 your music should be true to you. So no you don't have to be a Christian rapper. You could be a rapper that's a Christian you know, and it's gonna, it's gonna shine through your music because that's who you truly are. And so when I used to try to rap about like, whereas before I would rap about secular things and stuff, it, once Christ came into my heart, the things I wanted to write about changed. And so, you know, it, it, I like to write from the perspective of, you know, I'm not perfect. I don't got it together, but you know, Christ is perfect. So. Exactly. And now, now you're writing to what aligns with you know, to your mission, you know, and you talked about bringing hope to others, man. So now that's going to be in your message, you know, so. That's it, man. Whereas before I was trying to fit in and I was trying to be somebody I wasn't, now I can be true to myself a hundred percent. And so that's the ultimate form of self-expression to me. You don't know about mercy and grace. I'm a witness to the power of faith. I was living in a miserable place. Every day, another fit to the face. Mama cried when they locked me away. Did time, then I came back out, no change. Back to the same old ways. Should have been dead, but God had a plan for the pain. Ball with the blood, lay my life down and offer it up. Even if I gotta get right in the mud where they fight for the drugs with a mic in my hand, yelling, Christ is enough. Yeah, only He can fill that void. He the only one who can heal that boy. Look, I don't have much, but I'm way too blessed to let y'all steal my joy. Yeah, I don't gotta run for the insults. I wanna fight back that impulse. I wanna throw hands when they stab my back, but I can't cause I'm purpose to win souls. Got a new king that I live for, and I press to the mark for the end goal. Yeah, count it all joy when it come against us. Break through a high step to the end zone. Holy is his name, so you know we gotta go against the grain. Sanctify the set apart, division change. We are not a part of darkness, lit the flame. Now we walking with a target on us, and they talking about us cause they hearts are hardened. But I pray for them cause I was once a part of it. Never thought I'd be the one he called for this. Holy is his name. I don't wanna throw no more. And hey, I have to be honest with you, man. It was a. Uh... You know, you talk about just, you know, seeing people, you know, on, on, you know, just seeing different Christian rappers or whatever. And so, like I told you before we started recording, you know, it was a video that I saw that somebody from the family shared, man. I was like, oh, man, look, look at my boy. My boy's rapping, man. And, and, you, and man, I'm telling you, man, you killed it, man. I love it, man. And hopefully, hopefully man, you know, before we get off, man, you can you can share that verse with us, man, because it was it was dope. It was real, man. And and one of the things that, you know, that I love about, you know, people who have the right heart to do what they do, man, because I'm sure as you talk about, there are a lot of, you know, Christian rappers that are talented, man. They don't have the right heart for it, man. And that's not a, mm. that's a conversation for another day, man. But, uh, when I heard you, man, you just, you could tell you were speaking from the heart, man. You can tell that yeah. you were rapping from the heart, man. And I think more than anything, man, when you do that, that's, that's what touches people, man. And I always remember this quote, man. Uh, I'm going to paraphrase it because you know, I don't know verbatim, but it just talks about whenever you speak, whenever you write from the heart, you're always going to find an audience, man. And I, I truly mm. believe that, man. So I just want to encourage you to keep doing that, man. So next question, from where does your greatest inspiration for your lyrics and music come from? And again, you can kind of share it a little bit on that, but where else do you get inspiration from, man? Besides just being able to now, you're free right now, you're free to fully express yourself, but where else do you gain your greatest inspiration from? 
Uh, well, so really, my greatest inspiration comes from just life in general, other people's lives. I see, I see the struggles of other people. I relate to it. Um, a lot of it comes from like devotion time, like stuff that you know, in my quiet time when I'm when I'm praying or I'm meditating on God's word, I'll be convicted of certain things, or God will convict me. And sometimes my my devotion time in the morning is is reading the word. And sometimes my devotion time is just just writing down everything that's going through my mind. And so um, my greatest inspiration is that, you know, I try to think about when I'm writing, I'm like, okay, who's going to be listening to this? And how can I, how can I like share something that's hopeful? You know, even if, even if it starts off, like, even if I'm starting off a verse and it's kind of like, you know, here's the problem, right? I tr I always try to make it to where by the end of the verse, I'm pointing to the solution. Oh, that's you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, man. And I'm inspired by other artists, man. I'm inspired. I, hip hop, I think, is just competitive in nature. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, so you hear, you know, I'll hear one of my friends, you know, they'll drop, they'll drop a verse or I'll hear a, a, a artist or whatever. I'm like, oh man, okay. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go write something now, you know? You gotta step and it so, up. <laughs> that's it. It's, it's, it's competitive, but you know, as long as to me, as long as the message is, is, is on point, that's what, that's what matters. That's cool, man. So tell us a little bit about that, that, that group, man, that collaborative, man. Tell us a little bit about how that works. Okay. So peculiar people. So, uh, I started it with, with my brother, uh, his name is Matt Zabel, um, and, and with, and Ty Choice and pretty much we just, we just share our testimony, man. So it's, it's really like an outreach ministry. We kind of, we kind of put together, uh, little projects um sometimes we'll do some like homeless outreach you know try to we'll sell some merchandise we'll sell some uh albums or some or some some hoodies or whatever we'll take all the all the money from that and we'll we'll put it towards like hygiene packs uh blankets you know stuff for the homeless because you know we're out we're out in south dallas so we see it you know firsthand every day you know and so we just we just try to spread positivity man we're not like some super you know, none of us are trying to get famous. None of us are trying to do, we're just, you know, God's given us a gift to be able to rap. So anytime there's an outreach or anytime we, we could be useful, that's just, that's just how we minister. That's, you know, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. So tell us that man. That's perfect, man. It's going to lead into this next question, man. Uh, what is one of your favorite memories or success stories from, you know, doing your ministry work, man? Man. So definitely, you know, we go to like, we go to mega churches, Oh, um, and I was just dissing them right now. <laughs> no, 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 but you know, <laughs> <laughs> but no, we, we go to, we go to like these big mega churches, man. And we get up there. Well, we are in Texas and, though, Rand, right? We are in Texas. I mean, mega churches hey, surround you know, us, man. And we're in Dallas too, bro. A, so mega churches surround it's us, a man. Bit, it's a bit, it's a bit, it's a big, you know, it's a big business, man. It no is. But, Talk about competitiveness, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, you know. But in the midst of all that, you know, we're able to go um, and share our testimonies. And so we get up, we'll, we, we do some worship songs. And then, you know, next thing you know, there's like a there's a there's a there's a break break loop happening, a little drum solo. And then, you know, here I come, I bust out and I start busting out some raps. And it kind of at first it like catches people off guard because, you know, we're at we're at a we're at a mega church and they're like, oh. But then you kind of see them and they start vibing to it and they start getting it. And the words are up on that big screen behind me so they can see, oh, I get it. It's a testimony. And they start, you know what I mean? And so that's cool. But I think the 
the the my favorite part man is you know every time we do that it's fun when we're doing it you know it's powerful when we're worshiping but afterwards there's always one or two you know one or two mothers that come up you know and they're like man will you please pray for my son i don't know where he is you know he's in his addiction he's a heroin addict he's a meth addict you know and there's always one or two and so we kind of like all come together man and it's just it's just cool to know you know that you can bring hope especially to like a mother who probably hasn't slept in a week you know because she don't know she doesn't know where her baby boy's at and he's out doing his thing but but for her to be able to see guys like ty you know who spent years in addiction lived behind a dumpster to see guys like matt zabel who 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 used to you know sell drugs and do drugs and live from hotel to hotel you know or 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 guys like me you know um come to the other side and and and, and live fruitful lives and, and not use anymore like that's really cool to me that we can offer hope to somebody like that that's what's up man i like that brother i like that so let me ask you something man let me put you on the spot for a bit man um what's what's your what's your go-to verse man if you were like hey somebody was like hey i need you to I need you to just kick 16 bars. You know what I'm saying? What, what's your go-to verse? I know we got to have it, man. I know you got it. Oh, man. You want me to spit it right now? I want you to spit it right now, man. Uh, look, I was doing bad. Down on my luck. It's like every time I come up, I'm back in a slump with no fruit to bear. Labeled a deceiver. Went to jail so much I couldn't count with all my fingers. I'm trying to tell you I was running out of options. Felt the type of way I had to change my thought process. I found the Lord on the sunny side of town. And ever since he picked me up, he never put me down. Yeah. Now that's grace, because I really don't deserve it. But if I can help somebody else, I'm living with a purpose. To press forward, I just follow his lead. A walking miracle. I used to be blind, but I could see. Uh, yeah. All right, brother. There you go. Thanks, man. Appreciate that, bro. That's dope. That's dope, man. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that, so I was ready. <laughs> you should have put some music on in the background, dog. No. <laughs> that's it. I know, man. That was dope, man. Appreciate that, man. All right, man. So I just, man... I just, like I was telling you, man, you're the first interview of 2021. So thank you again for that. And I just completed a podcast series, man, entitled Anchored, man. And just basically what that means, it's having an anchor in your life, you know, that provides support, that provides comfort, that provides you hope. So now that you've, and you kind of mentioned this again, but maybe, you know, there are other people besides the men of Nehemiah. You know, you talked about your two, your two partners, your two friends, your two homeboys, man, your mm -hmm. two brothers in Christ. But who or what else is your anchor, you know? Well, for, like first and foremost, the obvious, uh, Jesus Christ, man, that's my anchor. You know that, that that to me that is the ultimate anchor. Uh, that's my source of comfort. That's that that's my source of hope. Uh, because when I get out of line of uh, of of who He is in my life, man, I start to get prideful. I start to get self righteous. I start to think that the reason I'm where I am today has something to do with something I did. You know, like I did this. You know what I mean? And, and, and that, that's dangerous. That's, that's the danger zone. So definitely Jesus Christ, man. And then after that, um, you know, my church fellowship, man, community, um, I know there's a, there's a saying that says you're the sum of five, the five people you hang out with. No doubt. And so I'm always trying to be around people that are, you know, reaching and achieving and growing. So definitely that, that, that's what I'm anchored to, man. I just want to always be growing. All right, man. So talking about Jesus. All right, let's let's talk about Jesus first. You know, you talked about a little bit when you when whenever you're feeling prideful, right? Kind of, you know, you you know, he kind of just 
you know, he, he speaks to you, right? But how else, uh-huh. man, has he has he served as your anchor? Is there a specific, you know, moment, you know, here in the past, you know, six to 12 months, man, where you're like, man, I was about to lose it. And if it wasn't for Jesus, man, I, I wouldn't <laughs> be right. I wouldn't be right now on this podcast spitting, you know, 16 bars of, of God's grace. Man, you know, it's 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 day to day, man. And, and honestly, I'm, I'm grateful that, you know, my life is is kind of boring today. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not like out there in the streets, you know, doing crazy stuff. Like my life is pretty simple. I live, I live in, I live out in Rowlett. I got a, I got a little house out here uh, that I rent out, and and my life is quiet, man. But there's definitely things that happen, like when I'm talking about the pridefulness and stuff. You know, it's really easy to, for me, I'm talking about me now. Yeah. Uh, now, now that I'm doing, now that I'm doing better, you know, it's easy to see people who aren't doing the right things, people that I'm friends with that aren't doing the right things, and all of a sudden you start to kind of like form an opinion about them. Like, you know, they know they shouldn't be doing this. You know, all of a sudden now I'm, I'm pointing the finger and, and Jesus has a, has a really good way, especially when I'm in the word and stuff to remind me that, you know, I'm just as broken as that person still to this day. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, he says that if you even thought about it, you're guilty. And so, it's just humbling to remind myself, like, just because somebody else isn't doing the right thing, I still, I still have to love that person. No doubt, through it. no doubt. You know, one of the things that I love about that, I mean, that's grace, right? I mean, we can have yeah. grace on others because God has had grace on us, man, and has grace exactly. on us, man. So yeah, I like that, bro. What about your, what about your friends, man? You know, you know these, like I said, man, 2020 was a trying year, man. How have they, you know, just you know, been a source of of support? You know, been an anchor for your life, man. You got a, an example, man. You know, it's I'm, I'm really close with a few people. You know what I mean, and and we talk all the time, man. And and we're we're transparent with each other about our struggles, man. We all struggle, and um, and so it's just really cool to have real friends today. You know, because when you're out, when you're out in the streets, when you're out, you know, doing doing bad, you know your friends are not your friends. You think they're your friends, but they're not. And so to have like real friends today that actually care about you, that'll actually, um, you know, weep when you weep, that'll, that'll be joyful when, when, when you're joyful and, and celebrate. Um, that's so cool to me, man. Okay. No doubt, bro. I like that, man. You know, not just being there for you in the good times, but being there for you when, when it matters, man, because we all have trying times. I mean, you know, and that's one of yeah. the things that, that we talked about a few minutes ago, man, the, the universal language, as you put it, man, you know, we all experience pain, dude. And so, you know, it's, it's in those moments, man, when you need somebody that you can just, you can, you can rely on, man. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, yeah God is God and Jesus, you know, he, he's there for you, man. But sometimes you just need that tangible person, man, you know, that's going to be right by your side, man. So that's good, bro. And that's, and that's, you know, that was my purpose, man. When I did that, you know, that series, you know, I'm being anchored, man. It's not so much telling people, hey, you know, faith needs to be your anchor or, you know, your family needs to be your anchor. No, man, it's just the importance of knowing that you can't make it in this life alone, you know? Mm. So that's just, that's the important thing right there. Just knowing that whether it's your faith, whether it's, you know, it's, it's your, you know, brother, sister, you know, somebody needs to be there, man, because you can't make it by yourself, man. And so I For think sure. that that ties into to your story a little bit, man. You know, you talked about how, you know, you just kept going back in a cycle and a, in a cycle and a cycle and a cycle. And it wasn't until you found your anchor that you're like, all right, man, 
you know, this is what I really need for to me for me to really realize what it takes to be uh, to to be a real man, what it takes to to fill that void that only God can fill. So, I mean, hmm. that's like I said, that's where I was trying to get at with that anchor series, man. So thank you so much for sharing, you know, just a bit about you and how, you know, Jesus, you know, is your anchor in your life. And then you have, you know, your community, your fellowship that also serves as an anchor as well, man. So appreciate that, brother. All right, man. So right now, man, here's your time, bro. Here's your platform, man, because I, I believe that we all have a platform, man. So, you know, somebody can stumble up, you know, on one of your YouTube videos or they can, you know, for some reason, be led, man, you know, be led to your, to your Instagram page and they can, you know, listen to your raps and they can hear the gospel in them. But here's your, your opportunity oh, man, yeah. right now. You know, what kind of, what not kind, but what piece of advice would you like to share with the listeners today? Man, <clears throat> piece of advice. I'm going to have to use what's useful in my life or what's true to me. Um, you know, I think it's crazy, first of all, that anybody's asking me for advice. But for me, you know, it's really important to get some people in your life that you can be transparent with, like just bottom line. You know, it doesn't matter if it's one person or if it's a group of people that, you know, it's just I, I feel like it's really important to have people in your life that you could tell them whatever you're going through. You know, you don't have to worry about putting on a mask uh, because I feel like if you want to grow, you know, that stuff that you hold on to, those secrets you hold on to, or that, you know, just that that stuff that you hold on to that you don't want nobody to know, that's what stops you from growing and getting to the next level. Um, and I also think that when, when you're transparent about something, it allows the other person to be transparent about something, you know? And so, and then also on top of that is get in service. I don't care if it's, you know, once a week, once a month, put it on your calendar, man. Go, go spend an hour, two hours doing something for somebody else for nothing in return. You know what I mean? I, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter what it is, you know, uh, but just get in service, man, because it's, I can't explain it. Like for me, I was so self-centered, so, so all about me, you know, everything, especially we live in a culture today where it's like all about me, everything's about me. And so to just like set us, set aside time, like, like intentionally to just do something for somebody else, whether it's, you know, call them on the phone or, or, or you're going to serve homeless people, whatever it is, just, there's a lot of growth that comes from that. No doubt, man. No doubt. And life can't be about you, man. I always say this, man. Success, success can't be just about you, man. That's not true success to me, man. Success is being able to help somebody else out, man. So, yeah, no for doubt, sure. Man. Awesome, brother. Well, hey, man, come to the last question, man. But I just want to thank you again, bro, for just giving me your time, man. I really appreciate you giving me your time and for you being transparent with, with me and with the listeners, man. I know it's going to bless somebody's life, man. So let's say people want to find out more about you and the work you do, man, and the Men of Me and My program. Where can they find out more information about you and what you do? Man, you can you can go online to uh, to our website, menofnehemiah.org. Um, you can go to Google, put in men of Nehemiah. It's kind of hard to spell, but it'll, it'll be there. I promise you it'll be the first <laughs> thing that pops up. Uh, I'm on Instagram, uh, at Rand underscore PKP. So that's R A N D underscore PKP. That's my page. Uh, peculiar people's on Instagram. Also that's peculiar spelled with a K P E K U L 
I-A-R-P-E-O-P-L-E. Uh, and we're on there. We're always sharing uh, what we got going on. And so, yeah. That's good, bro. So what do you guys have? Uh, what goals do you guys have for this year, man? Well, you know, it's kind of, we were, we, we started last year, we were off to a good start and then COVID and life and, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it, it just kind of slowed us down. So now we're kind of getting back into that creative process, man. Our goal is to put together an EP, uh, our, our rap group, we want to put together a little EP um, and just kind of, you know, see where that, see where that takes us. Maybe put our music up on Spotify. We've got some, uh, the men in Nehemiah, we've got some dates on the calendar. I think we're going out to flower mound, uh, in April, we're going to rock point church. Uh, and I think we're going to park city's Baptist church, uh, in April also. So we're starting to get some stuff on the calendar. Um, Lord willing, uh, we'll get some more stuff. So if you go online, you'll be able to check out all that stuff. Well, that's good, man. Hey, stay with it, bro. Stay committed and, and know, and I know you already know this man, so I'm preaching to the choir, but know that whatever that God has put for you is for you, man. And it's, it's going to come to pass, bro. So I just, thanks man for sharing your story, bro. It's been a pleasure, bro. It's been a pleasure. And I'm so, so just ecstatic, man, just to hear everything that God is doing in your life and, and it's going to continue to do in your life, bro. So although I haven't seen you, man, in years, please know this, man. I love you, bro. Your family, bro. You're Cristales, bro. You're always going to be Cristales. Yes, you know what I'm saying, man? So, hey, so proud of you, man. So happy for you, bro. And uh, excited to see what God's going to do in your life, man. And thank you so much for sharing a bit of your story, man, with me and the listeners, man. God bless you. God bless your ministry, man. And so thanks, brother. Hey, man, thank you for having me, man. It really it really means a lot to me, man. And I, I can't wait to to link up, man. Maybe we'll go catch some dinner or something, or, or I'll see you at the next uh, Cristales party, man. <laughs> for sure. No, no, let's do that, man. Let's get together. Let's, let's plan, you know, dinner or lunch, man. All right, brother. Awesome, man. Let's do it. All right. Take care, bro. That about wraps up another episode of Mission Driven with AC Cristales. I hope you guys enjoyed the interview with Rand Scott Carlson. I want to share something real quick with you guys that I saw a couple days ago, and it goes like this. If you don't see that your story matters, chances are no one else will either. So even though it isn't always easy, it's important for you to find the strength to share your truth because the world needs to hear it. Man, the reason why I'm saying that quote is because the world needs to hear your story. I'm so glad and ecstatic and happy for the changes that have occurred in Rand's life. And I hope that was an encouragement to your life. I hope, you know, you can find some inspiration in his story. You know, it's a story of redemption. It's a story of, of second chances. It's a story of, hey, it doesn't matter how far you go down, you know, into a pit, you can always get back up. And so, guys, again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If this podcast is being a blessing to your life, if this podcast is empowering your life, make sure you rate us. You know, you've put five stars on Apple Podcasts for us and leave a rating and review. Again, you never know what that rating, what that review does for this podcast. Or if you're listening on Spotify, make sure to press that follow button. But more than anything, if this podcast interview has inspired you, has motivated you, has spoken to you in any sort of way, let me know. But more important than that, let Rand know. Find him on Instagram and let him know, hey, man, I heard your interview on Mission Driven and man, it just impacted my life. I'm sure he would love to hear that. So again, I just want to thank you all for listening to this podcast show. And as always, remember, the mission is now. So remain mission driven 
And as always, I wish you nothing but faith, hope, love. Love.